Let's see. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Turning it down a little. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Prep work. Stop it, preppy. No, worky. I was making a Saved by the Bell reference. Well, I just was doing something else, I guess. Are you ready for this? Uh huh. Matthew or Joey? I don't know. I'm guessing Joey. I'm gonna get to the chorus. And that was uh, the hottest track in the nation, Still Three, the band formed in 2019 by Joey Matthew and Andy Lawrence. Wow, I had no idea. Quite the time to form a band right before a national pandemic. pandemic. Started, yeah, not even national, global. Global, it's true. Amazing, though. What uh, a bop. Uh, Lawrence Brothers, come on the show. Brought to you by the Penrook College of Performing Arts. This, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance, and I have COVID-19. And I'm your other host, Cameron, and I also have COVID-19. That's right. This is our COVID cast. Um, Two years of avoiding it. Two years of dodging it left and right. Here Um, we are. Omicron took us down. I assume Omicron. I don't know. Yeah. We're in Oklahoma, and they don't do a lot of variant testing. Yeah, it's true. Um, so here we are, um, both on the back end of COVID-19. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really thought because, I mean, we, we recorded last week with Drew, mm-hmm. and I was on Sunday night, and the next day was Monday, and I went in, and they do tests at work, so I was just like, yep, I'm going to get it checked out, and I was positive, so I... Called you because like we'd just been sitting right next to each other for two hours. For two hours, which is a little more than the fifteen minutes that the CDC talks about for exposure, just a little. Um, but I really thought I must. This must be what I've had all this time, because as our listeners know, for the past few weeks I've sounded like this, mm-hmm. and I've had a little cough. 
And so I was like, I must, you know, that must be what I've had. And I've just kind of not been terrible or really been much of anything. But then that was Monday, Tuesday. Like I went down hard Mm -hmm. for like a couple of days, just not feeling good at all. That was me two days ago. But even then, it's been one of the strangest sicknesses I've ever had. Because really, it's characterized for me by two things. Body aches. Like I cannot get my back in a comfortable position to save my life. Um, which has been real fun to try to sleep and, um, just no energy. Like, like I literally sneezed really hard today cause I had to get another COVID test mm-hmm. and the, the tickle nose made me sneeze real bad. And afterwards I was exhausted. I was like, <laughs> just a big sneeze took him right out. Um, and I was like, what is going on? I still have not got much energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was the same way, super low energy. It was. A few days after I was really sick, I came out of the room and I heated up some soup in the microwave. And just that process of getting the bowl out of the fridge, mm-hmm. putting it in another bowl, microwaving it, and going back to the room, I was like an exhausted, sweaty mess mm-hmm. by the end of that. I'm just like, why was this so hard? Mm-hmm. And I did that. I did a couple other like very small things that just like wore me out. I'm, I'm better now. Like, I have more energy now. Good. I need mine back. I was feeling much better this morning. Um, and I was like, hey. Uh, my, so, a little background real quick. The very same day that Cameron tested positive, my girlfriend also tested positive. Um, and I had been with her. Um, more than even me. Yeah, more than even you. And no offense, but closer than you. That's fine. Uh, I'm not offended. <laughs> Um, and we were actually talking in her living room about whether or not I should even quarantine, whether or not it was a big deal. Like, I don't know if I was really exposed to that much. And then like, we were talking about that and she got her test results and they were positive and it was like, well, <laughs> yep, I'm going into quarantine. So I don't know if you exposed me. I don't know if she exposed me. I don't know if. It was just, we got all got exposed in the same place. But I went down a few days after you guys uh, and was alone in my apartment for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yep. But we're not here to talk about that. Why not? Because everyone talks about that. And we're, uh, we, don't, we don't just follow along. But I didn't get to finish my story. Oh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. I wanted to finish my story. So this morning I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a lot better. Like, uh, we haven't been... We haven't gotten to do much lately. And then I talked to my girlfriend. I was like, you want to take a walk around a park? Like, we'll be outside. We'll stay away from people. Like, but we haven't, we've been cooped up in quarantine. And her five-year-old has been cooped up in quarantine. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And we walked around this park. Um, it doesn't have, it's just make basically a stage and a fountain and stuff. Um, not huge, but we walked around the whole thing. And by the time we got to the end, I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> What is happening? I just went on a five-mile hike with rough terrain. So, not not back yet. Not not fully back yet. Someday, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully someday. Soon. Now... But we're we're not here to talk about that. Um, I was listening back to our last episode, and man, we just cannot stay on topic to save our lives. Yes. In that episode. I mean, it was a good time. I had a good time. You had a good time. It seemed like Drew had a good time. Um, but I feel like we could probably do a little bit better job trying to stay on task this week. And it's just the two of us. 
But I don't, I don't, I don't want to, though. Why? This is a fine... You know what? You're right. You're right. It, it's Matthew Lawrence. He's back. We, we heard the, the great single from Still 3. Uh-huh. So let us talk about this Matthew Lawrence project. And by that, of course, I mean Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. You don't know what Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad is? I don't think so. It was one of those shows that was kind of trying to feed off of the popularity of Power Rangers. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it sounded like that. It's a tokusatsu, which is the genre of Power Rangers in Japan, um, about these the, this superhero in a computer named Gridman. And they took Gridman out of uh, Japan, and here they called it Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, where uh, Matthew Lawrence is a teen who is really good at computer programming. Mm-hmm. And there's this other teen... Who creates a virus and so and they become he, lovers? No, but no. he does become a costumed superhero in cyberspace, and like that's when the transition happens. He jumps into the computer to stop them from like messing with stuff. Uh, that's all, that's all right. Yeah, and he like has lots of weapons and grows into a giant mech and all that stuff. You know the the mainstay. There's another Matthew Lawrence vehicle that I feel like we could talk about, and Brother that is. Love. Kiki's Delivery Service. Is he? He was Tombo. He was Tombo in Kiki's Delivery mm-hmm. Service? Yeah. Aw, Tombo. That's a good one. It is. So is Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Okay, that's fine. Well, so they turned that into an anime in 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they called it SSSS Gridman. The SSSS being like a homage to the original. And the anime is supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it. Hmm. Someday. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. Is, is Matthew Lawrence the voice? I want to I wanna know. So check that out. Superhero. Cyber. Superhuman. Super Samurai Squad. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh. But really check out SSSSSSS Gridman. Um, I think it's on the Funimation website. Anyway, stop trying to derail us with other topics, Cameron. Yeah, Gosh. I'm the worst. We're supposed to talk about Boy Meets World. That is why we're here. That's what pays the bills. And then by that you mean it's never, ever paid a bill ever. It got us this microphone. It did. It got us this microphone. Again, our one and only ever sponsor, Terrace Deets. Thanks, Terrace uh-huh. Deets. And three-time guest? Yeah, I think so. Three-time guest. If you're in the three-timers club, you have to give us a financial donation. <laughs> That's why we're having Drew on for the alcohol episode. Uh-huh. So he can give us money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that yet. He doesn't. Keep it a secret. Don't nobody tell him. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know who all has been in a three time. Alden and Tanya. Alden and Tanya are in the many timers. Uh-huh. They're definitely the most. Yeah. Siege uh-huh. has been. Uh, our friend Charlie. Has he been on three times? I think so. Maybe not. I thought it was just two. Um, we've got a few people scheduled for the three timers club. How exciting. Um, so yeah. Money, money, money. Oh yeah, all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually, by the time this comes out, I think the episode will already be out. Cameron and I are recording another podcast tomorrow. We're big time now. We're big time. We're going to be on, I think it's just called Debatable? Let me look it up just to make sure. It's debatable what it's called. <laughs> It took me a second to get that. Probably too long. Probably too long. I have COVID brain. It was extremely low-hanging fruit. Let me look here. Um, 
chance Twitter looks up something. Yeah, it's called Debatable Podcast. We will be on there. Uh, we're doing a superheroes and comic book themed episode with them. And if you're listening to this show, you know we don't know very much about that. <laughs> or have very strong opinions on anything. I'm really excited about the topic we chose. The more I think about it, the more the comparison. Just Oh, and that's not even the big one. What? Like the topic I think you're thinking, the comparison between the two. That's uh-huh. not even the big yeah, it's tournament true. topic we're talking about. That's true. That's true. That I don't really know how their show works super well. I've only listened to some, uh, bits and pieces. So, so we're going to just see. And then they're going to be on our show. How so. fun. How fun. But yeah, so we will be recording that tomorrow night. And uh, if you want to hear more about it, more us talk not about. Wow. English. If you want to hear more us not talk about boy meets world if you want to hear us talk about boy meets world not that is hard <laughs> it's like i heard you mess it up twice and i was like i can do this if you want to not hear us talk about boy meets world some more some more we never do that on this show especially not last week but you can check that out I, we'll we'll share more details on twitter and instagram i have been adamant I feel like since first season that we are a tangent podcast that is Boy Meets World flavored. Yesterday was, like, yeah, last week. Yes. Last week was another level. Well, we had to go through the Eternal Forest. And when you have to go through mm-hmm. the Eternal Forest, things are going to get lost. And then you find, you have to, to square off against the Half Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Answer his riddles three. Yes. And avoid his... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a. Did I call him a half moon knight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his. Uh, man, I just don't know. I can't. I don't have it in me anymore. Uh, I'm thinking a weapon. Oh, okay. His crescent blade. You have to stand before the full fury of the crescent of dark moonlight. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dark moonlight. It actually draws its energy from when the moon is in a gibbous, and it's the crescent. Is just the dark part of the moon. Ooh. It's Love. very powerful. <laughs> but when you stand before its might and uh, ascend are. the tower of eternal uh, sunset. I love it. I got kind of a, you know, time passing sure. theme. Um, to wake the hourglass princess. I mean, once you do all that. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> you don't either. My oldest son is building Legos in the other room. Mm-hmm. And so he's having some trouble here and there. Mm-hmm. He was just like, Dad, I can't find this other piece. And then he looked at the instructions and he's like, silly me. It was only one. It didn't ask for two. It only asks for one. There you go. Silly me. Exactly what he said. Silly me. <laughs> Which is very funny. Okay. But today, we've made it past the half moon night and all of that. And we're going to talk about episode 502. Of Boy Meets World. We are. It's true. Boy Meets Real World mm-hmm. is the name of this episode. And I'm going to give us a little synopsis. A little synop. Synop. The synop is synop. So, Corey is making a documentary for Mr. Feeney's film class. Because, of course, Mr. Feeney's teaching a film class. Um, and he's decided to make it about uh, Jack, Sean, and Eric living together mm-hmm. at their, their apartment. So, this is sort of a... It even starts at the previously, so it's picking up right where we left off in the the last episode, Mm -hmm. continuing on those same themes. And so Corey's just kind of going around, like following them around. There's some conflict 
that sparks up between Jack and Sean just because Sean feels like his brother has just ignored him all of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's felt like he's tried to have a relationship but just kind of keeps getting cut off and just really feels the weight of kind of the differences between them and not knowing his brother. You're and going in deep in the synod. I am. Um, <laughs> and Corey's kind of stuck in the middle wanting to film and just kind of doing his his project. And he has to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. And scene. You're really editorializing that synod. Well, it happens. Uh, he, Cameron covered everything. Uh, we're going to go? Yep. When this boy meets world. I was just finishing it. I could tell. Um, but yeah, that was a lovely synop. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I gave you a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, yes. So, Corey is back behind the camera for the third and final time. Sadly final. Yeah. We did the, the janitor bud. Uh-huh. Apparently the best episode of season three. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, maybe even is. I don't know. And we did... The episode where he's filming his family, which isn't much of one. It's just the beginning where he's like, you're brought to you in Corey vision. Oh, that was the very, very beginning. Yeah. Um, no, there was the episode where it was the, he's making the video. Right. Of Sean's. Flamingo Kid. Yes. Of Sean's family. That was season four. No, season three. Because Eli's in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Sean wasn't living at the trailer park anymore. So it couldn't be season yeah. four. So we have two episodes in season three about yeah. all of that. Yeah. And it's brought up again. Like, it's in that first season, kind of absent for season two. Corey's like, who am I? Um, oh, but no. Because um, the... Wake um, up little Corey. Uh-huh. He's he's talking... He's loving being behind the camera. He's loving filming. Yeah. Um, in that episode. This one, sadly, does not have Harley Kiner. Yeah. If only. If only. Could have saved it all. Um, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's a fine episode. Um, <laughs> not to throw our hands out there too early. But, yeah, so in this episode, we even get, like, a drop of, like, a potential future path for Corey. Mm -hmm. Like, NYU film program. He's excited. Yeah. He's pumped. So, like, I don't think we've ever really seen him be excited about his future. Yeah, he was excited for the the documentary contest that Eli told him about. Uh It's, like, the only times we've ever seen Corey be excited about school Mm -hmm. or about, like, his future... Or when it has to do with, like, film in some way. Yeah. And not just, like, watching, but, like, creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the last time we will ever hear from it. I don't think we will... Yeah, I don't think it I don't even think in Girl Meets World they ever bring up, oh, I used to love making movies. Yeah. If only. Like, you'd have been cool. You can legitimately say that through four seasons and one episode of this show, that that is kind of hinted at to be Corey's future. Mm-hmm. And then right after this episode, it just gets dropped like it's hot. The next thing we know, he's going to be trying to uh, succeed in business in the episode. Trying to succeed in business. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's just called to succeed in business. But well, we know that trying is implied. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because I really like it. Yeah, it's unique. It's interesting. Um, maybe they do talk about it later. I'm not sure. Yeah. We're, like, t- we're not supposed to think about the future. Well, yeah. It's in true. this... In this show, we're going against our main conceit. It's true. It's true. How dare we? We never do that. Never. Never, ever, ever. Um, but yeah, so the episode starts with a previously, which has happened not very often 
in the show. I know it did for the Long Walk to Pittsburgh part two, but that might be the only other time. Did Home not? Did Home not do it? I don't think it did. Hmm. If it didn't, it should have. Mm -hmm. Home is the real first two-parter. Home and whatever comes before Home. The one before Home. I feel like it has something to do with grocery. Isn't it Parents' Day or Bring Your Parent to Work? Or Career Day. Career Day. Oh, Career Day, yes. Career Day and Home. Because that is the episode where Corey is like... It sucks that you're a grocer, but it's good that you're my dad. Yep. Just that lovely little chestnut that we keep coming back to. Um, Would you want to be a grocer? Ew. It's the worst job. Um, but it, it gives us kind of the highlights of the last episode mm-hmm. where it sets up Jack and Sean being brothers but not having a relationship. Sean doesn't like Jack at all. Just listen to our last episode. Chet tells Sean that he has to move in with his brother. Doesn't show it, but he gives him the toaster that he received from the goddess of endless midnight i don't know sure (laughs) i don't know how i got stuck on this uh, time thing endless endless embers i would say Ooh, endless embers never never quite fully lit no but like a toaster like like a toaster yeah so that is where we pick up and Corey's filming them and he's like you got to be real but you also got to be scripted which i feel like is a joke we're still making about reality shows today uh-huh. which is still incredibly true yeah it's like super produced it's true now what isn't produced is terrace house and this will now be hijacked to become an entirely terrace house podcast um i've like barely watched any my heart oh my heart sorry i enjoyed what i watched oh guys go out and watch terrace house boys and girls in the city it was very good be prepared to read huh be prepared to read it is it's true it's fully subtitled but it is just a delight and it doesn't feel produced at all and if they're producing anything they're like make it more mundane and charming uh-huh. like more normal there's not like there's not like huge relationship drama makoto though yeah makoto he does lie he does lie to two of the girls hate I'm just that saying. guy that's as far as i got oh really but i hated him the guy who replaces makoto is my favorite i know person on the entire so I was show. like, I was like, huh? Um, but they like, this one guy really likes to tap dance. So they go to his tap dancing performance and support him. Uh-huh. Um, one guy gives haircuts. The guy who gives haircuts, who likes the other girl, there's a whole episode where he keeps talking to the boys about asking her out. But then he doesn't ask her out. So she writes in ketchup the word, the kanji for coward on his omi rice. Ooh. Because she's like, ask me out. Just riveting stuff. There's a moment in Terrace House. A moment where like the most drama the show ever has happens. And the longest running and most beloved to me character in the entire show. Something big happens to him. And legitimately, I gasped. I, who make no reactions to shows. I don't cry at things. I rarely ever even laugh. Mm-hmm. I went. Is it the Wagyu beef something or other? No, that's the first big drama. It's a thing. It's a thing. But there's a moment that I, I and then literally like you, you would think they'd draw it out and they'd play with it and they'd really produce it. No, like three minutes later, it's resolved like pretty quickly, and I literally is the closest I've ever been to crying at something on television. Oh wow! I was so relieved. I was like, maybe. <sighs> What we can do is we can just make some little mini podcasts 
where I finally watched this show and we talk about it. Okay. Just like little ones, you know, like 20 minutes talking about an episode. Okay. We can do that. We don't even have to do it on a different... We can just record it at the same time, either before or after, and just send it off. It's true. I'm just saying, if you're going to... If you're going to do a reality show, Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, that's the one you rip off. Because it is the delight of delights. <laughs> but yeah, we could do little 20-minute chunks. That's all you'd need for those episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're just nice. They're just, they're just pleasant. You can tell... I mean, if we only do one when something big happens. You, you call the episodes. Okay. <laughs> You'd be like, I gotta talk about this. Mm-hmm. And you call it, and we'll be like, all right. Got to talk about what a dog Makoto is. What a dog Makoto is. But this episode of Boy Meets World is not imitating Terrace House. It's imitating the real world. Yeah, one of the original reality shows. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched the real world? Me neither. I watched my very first reality show. was probably actually Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. I can't think. I may have watched some episodes of, if you count... um, uh, Last Food Network star or Next Food Network uh-huh. star? Yeah, I remember. Did you? Did we watch that together? I think so. I believe so. Or at least around the same time. Uh huh. That was a fun one. So I watched that a little bit. Did you watch the Jeff Morrow season, The Sandwich King? I don't remember. Oh, because I just remember that's the one. I think that was the summer right after I graduated, and you weren't around. Like me and Adam and Ben watched it, and we're like obsessed. I was pretty obsessed. No, that wouldn't have been the season. It would probably be the next season. Mm. But that's the show that gave us Guy Fieri. Ooh. He was the first Next Food Network star. As he should be. And just like Kelly Clarkson, the biggest. <laughs> it's true. One one big star. Then I've watched... I think the next big thing I watched was Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, and then Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. And now I watch a little bit with my girlfriend. So we watched the first season of Lego Masters... Forged in Fire on Netflix, we watch a little, uh-huh. and um, we've watched one season of Ink Masters. Gotcha. I feel like competition shows are a big reality mainstay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really watched like something like The Real World. That's Keeping just up like with the Cardassians. I watched some of that. Okay, we won't, we don't need to get into all of that. Uh, let's get into all of that. My my wife would watch it, especially with her sister, and so. Just around. <laughs> so I'd watch it some too. It's fine. They're okay. It's, what, it's whatever. Um, There's one called Sookie, yes? No. That's, uh, what's it called? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, that's right. Um, but I remember as a kid watching like reality competition shows like The Mole. Which we've, been in, we've been over The Mole before, but never something that's like just people living their life. No, yeah. I didn't watch, I've not watched anything like that except for... Terrace House. Terrace House. Uh, Put some respect on its name. Terrace House. Boys and Girls in the City. Boys and Girls in the City. That was me hitting my chest. Yes. With, like, great pride. That's true. Ouch. Well, there, there are just many many versions of Terrace House. Uh-huh. But Boys and Girls in the City. Boys and Girls in the City. I don't know if it was the first one, but it was a great one. It was supposed to only be 13 episodes, and it ends up being, like, 60. Because it was that good. It really was. Except for Makoto, who sucks. Uh-huh. Come at me. Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. Good memories. Anyway, what's Boy Meets World again? Boy Meets World's in the City. <laughs> if this was that show, it would be um, uh, College Apartment. Boys in Philly. Philly Philly Boys. Philly Boys. Um, but yeah, Corey is... Philly Cheese Boys. Sorry. Sorry. 
Corey's making this video. You really hurt your chest. I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it red? <laughs> uh, he's rubbing the spot where he hit his chest. Okay, yeah. I guess I have my pre-COVID strength back. So Corey is filming them. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, and he it like kind of gets the setup, which we already know. Which mm-hmm. is like, here they are. They're like, this is great. This is going to be great. And uh, yeah, and then it cuts to Feeney's class, um, where he's showing all that stuff that he filmed. Uh, just like the start of his documentary. Yeah, Mr. Feeney is very like. Yeah, he's praising him. He's yeah, like, he's like, this is job. good. And Corey's confused. Huh? He's like, what? I did a what? How? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about this. And Feeney's just like, don't toy with me, man. Uh-huh. Um, we also got a bit of information given to us in that little intro video where Eric said he's eight months older than Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric is eight months older than Jack. And we also, in this scene in the classroom... Yes, this is what I. This is the most important part. Uh-huh. I just needed to get that Eric is eight months older than Jack stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to note... Um, but we hear from another student in the class. Yes, another student speaks. Never happened before. A person of color, no less. Mm-hmm. This has not happened since season one. Since season one. Well, Eli. Yeah. Of a student, though. A student, yes. Um, and we're introduced to Angela. Yes. Named in everything. Uh-huh. Which is should be a clue to us, like if this is our first time watching, that she's going to be around. This is the most, like, sneaky backdoor introduction of a character ever, though. Like... Yeah. She's just there. Uh-huh. There's no, like... Like, she's not in any other scene. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just sort of introduced here. Mm-hmm. One of those, like, she's always been there kind of things. Yeah, and all she does is interact with Corey. Mm-hmm. She sits next to Sean yeah. in their film class because they're, instead of in desks, there are little tables. Yeah. Which is two students at each table. And, uh... But... She's like, don't you, th- not to be rude, but don't you think that this seems like a ripoff of like the, that show on MTV? Yeah. The real world? He goes, I have no d- idea of what this real world of which you speak is. My, My real world, world is the, the real, 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 real world. Which in the beginning when he's talking about what he set up, he's like, it's like MTV's the real world. Yeah. Yes, he does. So, classic. Yeah. But this sets up that, and then Feeney drops this nugget like, NYU. Mm-hmm. Has a great film film program, and this documentary could be your foot in the door. He holds up his tape. This film could be my foot, <laughs> and uh, that's that's the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Topanga, like they go out in the hall, and Topanga's talking to Corey, and again, she's not really given like a role in this episode. Yeah, well, she maybe a, a little a, bit. She's more. a bit of a moral compass. Yeah, she's trying to guide Corey to like do the right thing, but she's like, "Are you sure? Like, this is a good idea." Yeah. Um, you're just like being intrusive in their lives, kind of this big moment. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of around with the camera. And he's like, they want me to be there. They're giddy. Uh-huh. Um, they're delighted. Yeah. She's like, okay, if you're sure. Um, Topanga is pretty great in this episode, actually, I think. I think she's got two scenes of like kind of questioning the morality. But she's not the rah-rah girl. It's not going back to um, hometown hero where she was just like all on board the whole time mm-hmm. and never asking any questions. Like she's she's asking some questions. Mm-hmm, she but she's also not like made out to be the bad guy, right? Or like nagging, right? Or any of those things. Um, where she's like Corey, like 
think about this. Yeah. Maybe I'll just take what I can get from Topanga at this point. But That's where we are. I mean, this rewatch has shown me anything. It's that Daniel Fischel is allowed around allowed, around to look incredible. And that's pretty much it. So when she gets to do stuff like this, I'm like, okay. Give me some Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me. It's a big okay. yawn. Big yawn. So, um, yeah, she questions it, and he's like, yeah. And then they make a little joke, cutting away to Eric. Um, and he's like, I wonder where I left my camera. Corey is. And he cuts to Eric, and it's still on Eric. He's like, how long do I have to sit here smiling like this, Corey? <laughs> Corey. Um, but then it cuts to Sean again. Mm-hmm. Corey's, it's like in the documentary. And he's like putting on his roller skates, I think. Um, roller blades. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. He doesn't wear skates. He wears blades. Yeah. And Sean Hunter is a soul skater. We all knew. Um, yeah, this is our first confirmation. Uh, but he's talking about how he's kind of liking it here. He's like, I like being able to take a shower without being worried that a tornado is going to suck me naked through yeah. the roof. But he still doesn't know if it's going to work. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's kind of been the, the setup here. It's like, we're together on the surface. We're pretending like it's great, but underneath... We're not so sure. Oh, underlying all of this, Morgan gets a replacement for Eric. We'll get there. But why, though? I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but Morgan gets a replacement for Eric. His name is Larry. Yeah, but you can just call him Eric, and that's that's it. Uh-huh. Just trying to miss Eric less. Yeah. Feeney tells him, he's like, you need to give him advice, like you do Eric. And Feeney's like, run, run far, far away. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's really disappointing, because like, Morgan doesn't learn anything. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's just played for laughs. It's just played for laughs and then it's over. And I don't care about it. So I'm just going to want to mention it here just to get it out of the way. And throw it in the trash where it belongs. Um, I guess we'll have a crossover with him in a second. Mm-hmm. Yes. Eric and Larry meet face to face. And it's not bad. Um, but then we cut to a scene where Eric is coming. Or not Eric. Sean is coming out of the shower. And Corey's in like a raincoat. With yeah. this camera. It's there's, right then. There's nothing in between. Well, no, there's a funny thing about... Someone says something about taking something too far. I think that's probably like, Topanga. Yeah, but then it cuts to the scene where he's coming out of the shower with him. And he's like, you take these things too far. Uh-huh. He's like, what do you mean? <clears throat> You've got five minutes of me in the shower. It's for my European version. <laughs> yeah. I don't get into NYU. My backup is... Sweden NYU. Sweden NYU, yes. Which is very funny. Um... But then there's a knock at the door, and who should it be but the girl from next door? Yeah. Did you write down her name? Uh, I think it's Wendy. Oh, uh, Wendy. That's true. Wendy's I'm a Little Unicorn monologue. Uh-huh. That's, that's when I noted her name. Mm-hmm. But she's there. Um, she'd come to say something to Jack. Yeah. Yep. Um, but she's like, why is that boy dressed like Paddington Bear holding yep. a camera? No question about why Sean is in a towel. Uh-huh. I mean... That's just that's just college living. <laughs> yeah, and she. We went into all that stuff last week. Oh, we could have gone into people so much are just more. so free with their bodies in college. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, yes. He she sees the camera and he's like, "Drop the towel, make it look like an accident. Drop the towel," <laughs> and she's like. Oh, I'm actually an acting major. And she comes in and she... Which is like the most act, like acting theater major kind of thing to do. To just be like, oh, there's a performance needed, of course. <laughs> it's true. And she gets real close to the camera. Like, 
real close. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have two monologues. Uh, one from something, who cares? And another I wrote myself called, I'm a Little Unicorn. <laughs> yes. And Corey's just like, kiss her. Mm-hmm. Sean's like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, I, I will do romance. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so they kiss, and they're both like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then she writes her number on his hand and it's- goes, just call me. Mm-hmm. She lives next door. Yeah. You can just go next door. See her. I mean, in the modern day, I would text someone who is next door. Yeah. I don't, I don't go talk to them. <laughs> um, what if they're busy? Yeah. Who knows? I don't want to. I don't want to know. Uh, also note, they, I think their apartment is 3A and the girls live in 3B. So this is the third floor of the apartment complex. That's something I want to note for later. Good thinking, because we remember everything we ever say yeah. on these episodes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where that wraps up. And then we're at Chubby's, and Corey and Sean and Topanga are there, and they're kind of talking about how it's going. And um, Sean's just like, eh, like I, just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. My brother, but I think it's working out okay. And then who should come down the stairs but Jack, Jack and Wendy. And she's in a nice dress. He's in like normal late 90s boy clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, shirt long not as long as mm-hmm. last week it's shrinking we'll keep we'll keep trending we'll, we'll keep tracking i did shirt length i did look because i was like now sean's shirt is a normal human length <laughs> yes um jackson was not eric wins the award for shortest shirt it's this true. episode but that's coming up yeah and um Corey's like oh and he just walked in with your new girlfriend Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, ooh, drama. And he pulls out his camera real quick. And mm-hmm. Topanga's like, Corey. Yeah, come on. Use your brain. But he doesn't. He doesn't. And he no. just films it the whole time. Well, Sean asks Jack to go talk to him. And he's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we went on a date. Yeah. Um, took her to see Cheryl Crow and to dinner. And then they were at Chubby's for dessert. Probably went to Chubby's for dinner, too, because it's the only restaurant. Mm-hmm. And just as soon as Jack says that, Sean's just like... You win. Like, I can't compete mm-hmm. with that. Like, you have money. You have, like, things that are, like, desirable, mm-hmm. I guess, in that way. And I'm just me. Like, yeah. I don't have anything else to give. So you win. And he's like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he just kind of sulks off. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting to note in this episode that Jack comes down with Wendy and Sean is, like, incensed. Like, that's my girl. When he literally has a planner booked through the next month with Mm -hmm. dates with different women yes he literally at the beginning of this episode asks a woman and it's not real but it was something he would do Uh uh-huh uh my october really is booked yeah but he asks the woman if she would mind sharing um a day with another girl because Uh it's booked well see that's fine (laughs) one guy dating multiple women that's cool one woman with dating multiple men is not okay yeah, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't you see, you <laughs> fool? Um, Feminism has just rotted your mind. <laughs> it was just an interesting thing I noted while watching. I was like, um, that's kind of a weird reaction. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's just like with Dana, where it's like he didn't really care about Dana until she didn't care about him. Yeah, Sean's got some trauma. Uh-huh. Just the way that it goes. Um, and Jack also says that Wendy performed I'm a Little Unicorn for him. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see that. It's true. It'd probably be great. Um, in, and, the, in the worst way. And then we get more cuts of the 
of the documentary that Corey's filming. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric is like, I'm doing laundry. Right, you know, we get sad Jack and sad Sean. Just like, I don't know how this is working out. And then Eric's like, doing laundry for the first time. This is the real action. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what else you're, you're getting, but this is where it's at. And then it like, cuts on the TV and it's Alan and Amy watching what Corey's put together. And she's like, oh, don't put it in the hot water. They're going to shrink. Mm-hmm. Um, why we need to be there. And then Alan's like, he's an idiot. Cut the cord. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is very different from last week. Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a role reversal, but kind of one that makes sense. Like, because he was always like the, I want him around to be my buddy. Mm-hmm. But he's not around to be my buddy, so I don't care. And Amy's like, oh, but he needs knowledge of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs help with laundry. So then Morgan brings in the other Eric. Again, I've made my feelings on this plot point clear. Uh-huh. I don't care. Yes, and then who should walk in but the real Eric. Yeah, but the real Eric. With the crop top. With a crop top, yep. He's very fashionable now. I was about to say, actually, a look that would probably play real well uh-huh. today. Um, I feel like it was a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. And his pants weren't quite so high. No, high, high pants. Well, but I feel like they were just a little too high. I was, I was going to say high. Not like a low low, not like a low rise, but yeah. like just a, just a skosh. Just just a skosh, yeah. I, this, this, Give me a little more of that midriff. I guess the trend these days is the tight shirt and sweatpants is a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A little bit more than jeans, though. But when they are jeans, they're generally pretty high. That's true. High-waisted is where it's at. I work in a high school now. I'm all up to date on all the fashions. Mm-hmm. I'm just in an elementary school. We don't know what fashion is yet. Sure. I still don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he comes in. They have a meeting. He's like, who are you? Eric. Who are you? Eric. Cool. Welcome. <laughs> And then they're like, he's like, I mean, we need new clothes. And they're like, shut up. I don't know. And then they give Corey another, like, should you be doing this? Are uh-huh. they okay with this? And he's like, yeah, they're great. And then that's it. And then Eric's like, you need to like get over there because they're going to kill each other. Yeah. And so Corey gets his camera and heads off. Mm-hmm. And Topanga joins him on the way, I guess. Is Topanga not in the kitchen? I don't, I don't think I took note of whether or not she I don't know if she's there. in the kitchen or not. But she's in the next scene. Yeah, she when is he shows up, she definitely gets there with him because when they get off the elevator, they're talking like, "Why aren't Why aren't you intervening? Like this might be bad. Like your advice could be necessary or helpful." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm like I'm like the documentarian." That's at the end. That's on the other end. Oh, is that? That's when she leaves. Okay. Um, but they do go in mm-hmm. and like Sean and uh, Jack. I keep wanting to say I can't. I can never remember their names. Yes. Now we just have a third generally handsome man thrown into the scene. It's true. And I'm just having trouble. But Sean and Jack are fighting. Yeah. Jack bought Sean some concert tickets, I uh-huh. guess. And he feels like it's charity. And he's like, I don't want your daddy's money. And he's like... In a classic, like, wealthy, rich, like, well-off kid. It's like, this is my money. I work in the summers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he said, did say he takes student loans. Big mistake. Uh, yeah, that's the only way for some people. I mean, probably not for Jack. And those are probably student loans to pay for what's left after uh-huh. he graduates from a, a really great school where he has every opportunity provided for him by money. But You know, you know. <laughs> Whatever. At this point, people didn't see past all of that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, he's just like us. I'm getting too much into critical race theory, I guess. Mm-hmm. You just lock him up, people. 
He's poisoning the minds of America's youth. Yeah, with graduate level philosophical, sociological, and socioeconomic theories about the development of society based on slavery. Mm, just disgusting. I can't even look at you. <laughs> so yeah, but there's just that conflict, and Sean's like, well, then I'm out. I don't want to live here. Yeah, he's basically he's saying like, what do you have against my dad? And Sean's like, what do you have against your real dad? He's like, I can't have someone I don't have. I can't have strong feelings for someone I don't know. Sean's like, you're right. Same. I'm out of here. See ya. So he goes and then Corey like follows and then Topanga's just in the shot like. Yeah, Topanga. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, she gives him this look that is all that is like, what are you doing? Or I can't believe you're doing this. But it's also like, look at how hot I am. Mm-hmm. Just smolders. Yeah, it. It's a real blatant, like, and now the hot girl to uh-huh. diffuse the tension. Yes. Um, which, I mean, it is what it is. It's the 90s. What are you going to do? I really liked Ping in this episode. I just wish... It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I did... I mean, this isn't about that at all. And this is clearly not what they were making reference to because it didn't exist yet. But I got really strong, like, Abed and Community making a documentary vibes. Where he's just like... <laughs> I guess. Um, or he just, I mean, he never learns the lesson that Corey ends up learning. Um, but you know, where Abed's just like watching and his stuff is just kind of igniting and, and exploding around him. He's yeah. just like behind the camera. Um, but he's also on the spectrum and, uh, has trouble with emotions and things anyway. Corey could be on the spectrum. It's entirely possible. But community makes the point of yeah. saying that. Yeah. Abed. Yeah. Um, but it just it feels very similar a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least in this moment where it's just like they're really going at it and Corey's just filming and he's like, what? And this is when he talks to Topanga. He's like, I'm like the nature docu- docu- documentarian. It's like if I'm if the lion's about to eat the antelope, I don't tell it to stop. Mm-hmm. It's like I let nature take its course and like show everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Topanga's like, well, I'll just let nature take its. And then the elevator closes. Mm-hmm. And then Corey's like, nature take its what? That's how you end a sentence? Uh, yeah. He's frustrated. And so he goes to get advice from Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Who's giving some advice to bad Eric. Yeah. To discarded plot point. Mm-hmm. Larry the Eric. And, uh... Larry the Eric's not bad, though. That's a good name. Look Larry the Eric. Um, yeah, and... He's like, your junipers are coming in quite nicely. Don't make a mockery of my garden. <laughs> if you want advice, just ask. And so he does. He asks him about it. And Feeney's like, you have the potential of being like a really sensitive and caring young filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But that's because you're a sensitive and caring young person. Like, you don't need to like sacrifice those things about you yeah. in order to do this thing that you're good at. Yeah. And he says, I can't wait to see how your story turns out. Very pointedly. And of course, like, film. And he's like, ah, yes, film. Mm, Mr. Feeney. Like, we're, we're in the era of pretty good Feeney. It's pretty good Feeney. There's some iffy stuff coming up. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But this isn't bad. No. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. It's pretty good Feeney. Um, the little nugget of, ah, yes, film. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh... Pretty fantastic. And then Corey just kind of goes off. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of a scene in the apartment where Eric and Jack are dancing with the girls from next door, Wendy and her roommate. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric's having a great time. And Jack is just kind of miserable. And Wendy's like, do you want me to do a comedic monologue to cheer you up? And Eric's like, tomorrow. <laughs> Go get some rest. It's because mm-hmm. Jack's like, let's call it a night. We can pick this up tomorrow. I'm sorry I'm being such a bummer. And Eric's like, no, no, not tomorrow. No, no, they want to dance now. It's 7 o'clock. Yeah. It'll be the end of the world before Eric uh, Matthews calls it quits. It's before 7 o'clock. Yeah. And then she brings up the comedic monologue, and he's like, tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) We want to be well-rested for that monologue tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the way Eric gives a lot of guff to the way Jack is dancing. However, all Eric is doing is moving his arms back and forth and spinning her every two movements. Uh It's not exactly like... It's not a Dancing with the Stars level of uh, No, he isn't doing West Coast Swing. He's just out in. Out, in, spin, out, But they're loving it. She's loving it. He's loving it. Who cares? (laughs) Um, It was just very funny. I I was looking at their feet to see if there was any, like, pattern in the movement. Because, you know, if you're doing, like, West Coast Swing, you do the basic, like, one foot, two foot, back, back, all that. Um, Nope. (laughs) Nothing. None of it. Good to know. Um, A resident dance expert. There was just, there was no pattern. But, yeah, so Eric's, like... They're moving furniture back, and Jack's like, man, this brother thing. Like, what even is there to it? Like, we've never known each other. And Eric's like, yeah, you're right. Like, you won't be brothers anymore. You choose not to, and you won't be brothers anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he tells Jack a story. Yeah, Eric's, like, doing some next-level reverse psychology uh-huh. stuff here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, this whole time, Eric's been just, like, the comedic relief. The sort of. Yeah. He's just being a fool mm-hmm. um, in the midst of all kind of this seriousness. But here he's just like suddenly the sage. Yeah. Which is kind of a callback to the season finale of last season, which is so bad I don't remember the title. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> where, where you think that that's what he's doing? Where you... Well, no, he does with Corey. He's like, Mary Beth is beautiful and she's here and no one will ever know. But see, then... Well, because you, like, when I was seeing, sorry, COVID brain, but in that episode, it's like, Eric says all those things, and as you're watching it, or at least when I was, I was like, oh, he's talking about himself. Like, he's made that connection. But then when Corey's like, that's like you, like, you don't want to just take the easy way out and, like, come here. And he's like, no, I do. Well, yeah, but I, I think that's here, too, where Eric has shown really stupid about his own life, but oddly sagely about other people's life. Oh, I see now. I see what you're saying. But I think he understands the point that he's making the mm-hmm. whole time in this particular story. Oh, no, he definitely does. I'm just saying, like, it's shown he's really stupid about his own life. He can't do laundry. Oh, he, he you're not saying he just kind of stumbles into making this point. It's like he can... He can do it for other people. He can speak to other people, but he's blind to himself. Yeah. It's kind of the thing they're making here. Um, but while in that episode, he was making, like, the really obvious point, like, hey, you can do this. Like, you're an adult... Which he's not, but let's just like a You do this. You're 16. <laughs> You're 16, about to sleep with a at least 18 year old woman, um, probably more. Uh, and he's like, "You can do this, but just like live with the guilt." Like mm-hmm. he's taking kind of a roundabout way of saying that, which is really obvious. And here he's like doing some next level, like, "Yeah, you won't be brothers anymore." It's like put that seed, like, "Will you be?" And then like he tells this whole story. Mm-hmm. And he tells this whole story about, like, a baseball game and getting hot dogs. And he ate both hot dogs. And Corey was really sad, so he gathered up money and bought a new hot dog. And 
handed it to Corey, and Corey was so happy, and he giggled, and as he was reaching out, he took a foul ball to the head and got knocked out. Corey doesn't giggle anymore. Corey doesn't giggle anymore. <laughs> and, um, Jack's like, next to Wendy's unicorn monologue, that's the worst story I've ever heard. And Eric's like, you're right. That's a really bad story. Why don't you tell me what about your brother? It's like, oh. Ooh, got him. It's just like, go be a brother. Like, yeah. you got to be around each other. Yeah, like, like, that's where it comes from. Even if it's shared, like, really crappy moments. Like getting smacked, smashed in the face by a baseball. Yep. It's like that's still a brother moment that they have together. Yep, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's good. Good good on Eric. It, it, it's really good. It's, like I said, it's like next level. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like Eric is kind of known for this, but I don't know when he's known for this. Maybe this is where we're starting to see it. Yeah. Because I can't think of it any other time he's given, like, just fantastic advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like really astute mm-hmm. in his observations. I know we see that later in the episode where he and Corey are like fighting over their dad. Mm-hmm. Um, where we kind of see this deeper thinker mm-hmm. of Eric. I guess we'll, we'll track it. We'll track it. Maybe if you can think of any time when he's been deeper before. Let us know. Let us know. But I, it almost kind of brings me back to... Um, it almost kind of brings me back to the whole idea that, like, the intent of the show at some point that is dropped is to have Eric become Feeny mm-hmm. and um, Corey to become a filmmaker. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is, like, very Feeny-esque advice, and it's twice he's done it now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Really meeting people where they are. Yeah. Like, using illustrations and Yeah, parables. making a really solid point. So, good on you, Eric. Uh-huh. But then we cut to Sean is like out in front of this sort of, it's like a storefront. This is their new street set. They uh-huh. will use it several times this season. I don't know if we'll ever see it again after this season. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it's, there's like an apartment, mm-hmm. like a stairway up to an apartment and like a store. And it's kind of like this run down part of town. Mm-hmm. And Sean's out in front and then Corey comes. Mm-hmm. It's like talking to him. He's like, yeah. Corey says, or Sean's like, in South Philly, making movies. Why don't you turn on your camera? And he's like, I don't need to do that. And he's like, no, turn it on. I got something to say. And it's just like, well, how did Corey know he'd be there? Like, what? Uh-huh. Well, he did say this was like where they used to live. Yeah, but... Before they lived in the trailer park. Yeah. Again, why he would have gone there, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just strange. But I guess Corey knows Sean so well, he'd go to this place that he has He's never gone to before. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it's funny. It is very funny. And he's like, you know, Jack lived here too. Which brought up an interesting conundrum to me. How did this relationship go? Like, so Eric doesn't know that Jack exists until he's seven. Uh So are we thinking Chet maybe not was married to, but at least lived with Jack's mom in this apartment and then cheated on her and had Sean not long after Jack was born? And so she le- leaves and takes Jack. I could see that. Um, and maybe she gets full custody because Chet doesn't have a job or something. Mm-hmm. And then... The judge is just like, Chet sucks. <laughs> He's probably got some past criminal record mm-hmm. of some sort, too. And then... So Sean lives here for a while, and then at seven, he learns about Jack. Uh-huh. So I guess my question, then, if he learns about Jack, and then he tells this story about how... When he was seven, he wrote Jack. Or he learned about Jack when he was ten. He wrote him a letter, and he just kept writing him because he was his brother. But he never got a letter back, so he realizes, like, he didn't want anything to do with him. 
Mm-hmm. So he tells this whole story. But my question, before we get into like the relevance of that in the plot, how does Sean know who Jack is when he sees Jack the first time? Have they been at like family reunions together? That's a good question. <clears throat> like pictures or something. But it, I don't know the familiarity they have with each other. It's not like is that you, Jack? Like I've only ever seen you in pictures. It's like instantaneous. Like mm-hmm. I know who this is, and I hate your guts. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I hadn't really thought about it. But yeah, I was just curious. Like maybe like Chet dragged him along to Jack's graduation before, and like they didn't really interact, but he saw him. Mm-hmm. Or something. And there's got to be something. Yeah. Because, yeah, pictures just doesn't make any sense to me. Just with the level of familiarity. They've seen each other in person. And at least fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, I wouldn't rem- Like, if I saw someone as a young child, and now they're... Well, apparently he's never seen him as a young child. No, I'm just saying if they, like... If I saw someone when I was younger and then saw them, like, ten years later, mm-hmm. I might not recognize them. Yeah. Even, like, someone that I knew ten years ago now... I might not recognize them. Yeah, I agree. I've got a, I like the I like the graduation thing. Like Chet went to Jack's graduation and it they, probably went horribly. <laughs> maybe Chet wasn't even there. Maybe he was sagely Chet from last episode where he was just kind of watching from afar. And um, maybe they didn't really like he went up and interacted with him a little, but Sean stayed back and they saw each other from a distance or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jack knows who Sean is. Too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there's a familiarity between the two, um, even if it's not, like, a nice familiarity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, Sean tells this story, um, and what happens? He's just like, he didn't want anything to do with me, mm-hmm. and then Jack shows up somehow, and he's just like, that's not true. Like, I never knew you wrote me a letter. Like, my mom must have thrown them in the trash or yeah. something. He's like, I never knew. I would have gotten on a bus and... Yeah, it's like that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Basically, how Sean goes, he's starting to walk away, and then Corey's like, "No, like you need." He puts down the camera. That's important. Mm-hmm. So you need to, to like listen. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just keep running away and running off. Like we need, like you can talk to your brother and like hear what he has to say. Because mm-hmm. I think he's saying the truth here, and we need you need to listen. Yeah. You, you used a lot more words than Corey because Corey's whole arc of like intervention. Is like basically boils down to you're not listening to him. Like, that's pretty much all uh-huh. he says. Listen! <laughs> He's like, Sean is Link and Corey is Navi. <laughs> hey, listen! Actually, as far as annoyingness goes, that works mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> hey! Listen! <laughs> listen! Um, and yeah, he's like, You swear you never got him? Yeah, if I had known you wanted to see me, I would have gotten on a bus and found you. Mm hmm. How do I know that? It's like, I found you right now. Yeah. And then Somehow. He used the blood magic. <laughs> he used the blood magic. This is the mystical season. We've already started off that route. We don't see it, but there's a, there's a brotherly connection because they, they're, they're half-blood. That's true. Related to each other. He used the blood magic through the Seraphim Gate. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't find Sean Hunter, but I know who can. The Hunter clan. And he... <laughs> Goes to them, and they're not that like they're not just scoundrels. They're like monster hunters. Ooh. We've been over this. It's true. We have. Um, I don't think we ever said they were monster hunters. We said they were like petty thieves. <laughs> but we've got a we've got a magical bent here. Um, but he has a spell or an incantation to be able to locate his brother. 
Mm-hmm. And he does. And bada bing, bada boom, you get this episode. Mm-hmm. It's all in the lore, people. Just gotta pay attention to the lore. The Seraphim Gate is right there. It's behind Corey. You just gotta see mm-hmm. it. You can see it in the neon glow mm-hmm. from the convenience store that they're standing in front of. It's all part of the lore. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they they have their big reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Sean's like, all I ever wanted was a brother. Mm-hmm. Thunder Road, this is just Brothers Part 2. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, the, the show makes that point by having like the previously. Yeah. I was I was thinking we should have maybe seen if Drew wanted to do both, but last week. We couldn't do that to him. And we would have been there for literally <laughs> the entire night. Uh, but you're m- mistaking, I don't know, I was going to say something crazy. But yeah. Um, I've got COVID brain. Um, yeah. So it wraps it up in a bow, and then the next thing we see is back on Corey's documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a mess all over the apartment, and Jack's like, clean your mess up. You pig. You pig. And it cuts to Sean. It's like, my brother called me a pig. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Or this might all work out. Mm-hmm. I think this might work out. And then Jack's like, the other day, Sean and I went out for a couple of hot dogs. Not much of a story, but it's a start. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, and then we just have kind of like little confessional moments mm-hmm. like larry the eric was stealing yeah he stole a stuffed animal apparently whatever he's gone we yeah. don't have to think about him again morgan says he coasted took the job for granted uh-huh. my favorite part though is feeny where he's like i'm thinking about selling my house like i thought that you know as the kids got older things would just get less crazy but it just doesn't seem to be going that way mm-hmm. it's, it's very funny and then Corey's like i'm thinking about you know disney's interested but, you know, I don't know if I want to go, like, the independent route, um, Sundance Film Festival, and all that stuff. Oh, man, I forgot my theory. Okay. Sorry, got to go Got to go back to uh, Sean's monologue about Jack. Uh-huh. I'm going to fix something in our timeline that needs fixing right now. Good. With that theory. Stacy. Stacy wasn't real. He had just stopped writing Jack letters, but he had told everybody that he had a sibling. Mm-hmm. He had just told everybody that he had a sibling and they were going to come see him real soon because he was writing all these letters. And he tells this lie for like a year. And then his brother still doesn't come. So he makes up Stacy, invents her, and tells everybody that there is a Stacy at home. She's finally here. He's so happy to have a sibling. Mm-hmm. He can't bring himself to say it's a brother because his real brother rejected him. So as a defense mechanism, he creates Stacy. Oh. That works. I love that. So <laughs> no happened to Nebula Lawrence. I don't think we need to deal with Nebula, Nebula Lawrence because we don't have any we don't proof have that a, she doesn't, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. That's true. We'll deal with that if that ever happens, and I'm pretty sure it will. But I don't think it will, actually. Nebby. But yes, Stacy can't exist. I like that theory. <clears throat> Finally gets that hanging weight off of our... It's true. Above our heads. Our own Doom of Damocles, that's if true. you will. I, it's a little sad that she's a trauma response, but it's kind of like the same first um, first season episode where Sean's like, oh yeah, I've got lots of toys under the tree. Mm-hmm. And so many toys, I'm going to have to donate some. It's yeah. kind of got that same energy of like, at that time, Sean was just really in denial about mm-hmm. Hey, good connection. <laughs> I like it. Okay, anyway. Yes, that is the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's all done. Yeah, I don't remember where we were at, but I we were at the little wrap up. Yeah, it, it was it was done. 
I need to get my theory in there. Uh-huh. I liked it. So there it is. Boy Meets Real World. Boy Meets Real World. What score do you give it? We're starting with me. Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. We always start with you. Uh, I give it a 7.5. Okay. It's fine. I, I gave it I gave it an 8.5. Really? You liked this episode. I did. I liked it. I thought the drama was really good. Like, it felt real. This is kind of a reversal, because last week I was the one who gave the 8, and you gave, like, the 7. And mm-hmm. now, you're like, now we just sort of flip-flopped. I think I, think I like this one more than last week. I mean, obviously, I rated it higher. Um, it just feels like a little bit stronger episode. It's not trying to do as much. Yeah. Um, so it just feels a little bit more focused, but the like it is dramatic without leaning too heavily into like the okay we're just reacting a bit too much like we're overreacting here. Yeah, I the central conflict I think is fine. There's nothing particularly funny. There's nothing like I don't know. Th- this whole episode is fine to me. It's it's middle of the road. No one really stands out to me. No one is like fantastic. It, it just seems like, yeah, this is sitcom drama. Like, done normally. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it felt well done. Anyway, that gives us an average of an 8. It's true. It's a, it's a pretty high-rated episode. I'm not sure. I think 8.5 will be, or 7.5 will be last week's. Cause yeah, something around in there. Because I think I gave it a 7.5. Drew gave it a 7. And I gave it an 8. Uh-huh. I may have given it an 8.5. I enjoy that episode. Mm-hmm. I think I like this one a little more. <laughs> See, I, 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 I'm the opposite. I like this one a little less. Gets that Angela bump. It does get the Angela bump, but it also gets Larry the Eric decline. Down, down bump. Yeah. Um, Spike. There are three sages in this episode, and I am fine giving MVP to any of the three sages. Eric? Mm-hmm. Feeny? Mm-hmm. Topanga. Oh, I was, I was thinking Topanga. Yeah. She is, she is Corey's sage. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to give it to Eric. Because I feel like he's the only funny bits. See, I don't even find Eric's bits that funny, but... I I like the laundry. I just think that's kind of funny. Like, I don't know what else you got going on, but this is where the action is. (laughs) Doing laundry on my own for the first time. And we didn't mention it, but in the opening, like, montage of the video that he's making, like, when he's like, like, this is so unreal, what you guys are doing. It's like, no, look, I really have all these dates. And Jack's like, no, I really did get an A. And Eric comes in like the wetsuit and he's like, just hit some major waves downtown. He's like, okay, this is unreal. Yeah. But I just thought like he understood the assignment, like real world, like whatever. Um, Do they surf a lot on the real world? In my mind, they're on like the beach, but maybe that's Laguna Beach. Or Jersey Shore. That didn't exist at this point. Oh, did Laguna Beach? No, I think it's pretty old. It was another one of those early ones. I feel like Real World, Big Brother, and Survivor were the three, like, originators of the genre. Mm -hmm. We're really, we just, we should have brought someone on. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I've got, I I know nothing about reality shows. I just remember those were, like, the ones people talked about were Real World, Big Brother, and Survivor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I liked him for that when he's, like, doing the pull-ups. Yeah, the pull-ups is a funny bit. Um... And just his, his his sage advice that he gives. We get so few options to give it to Topanga. I just I want to give it out to her out of principle. But I just don't feel like she's strong enough. I feel like she's fantastic in every scene she's in. Um, but that being said, you're probably right. If it's most important character or her most important player, mm-hmm. it's probably Eric. But I'm giving it to him for the the Jack scene. Uh-huh. Me too. 
That's the that's the scene where he earns it. Yeah, it's very good. If Topanga got to give a monologue, she would. Or if we got to hear Wendy's the unicorn. I'm a little unicorn, yeah. That would have been MVP right there. Who was our MVP last week? Uh, I think we gave it to Sean. Did we? We didn't give it to the mattress guy? No, we gave it to Sean. Okay. Y'all wouldn't let me. He <laughs> said no means no, and we say no. I said, you're right. That's what the mattress guy would have wanted. Yeah. No means no. Um, what did you name it? Um, Boy Meets the Real World is a good title. Mm-hmm. We'll just throw that out there. Is it called Boy Meets the Real World? It's either Boy Meets the Real World or Boy Meets... I think it's Boy Meets Real World. So this is the one episode that uses our naming convention. Yeah, what jerks? We're looking up the name of the episode Me. just so we're sure. Camera Google I can't something. type to save my life. Camera Google It's just Boy Meets something. Real World. Oh, wow. They Should we, like... Try to come up with another title since they used our naming convention. What's a song? <laughs> a song about brothers. That we can make a, put a pun in. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, we didn't start the real world. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's true. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> okay. We didn't start the real world. We didn't start the real world as the official Boy Meets World fever. But my Boy Meets name I gave was Boy Meets Documentary Filmmaking. Oh! Because <laughs> that's what he's doing. It's true. Boy Meets Documentary Filmmaking. I love it. Parentheses. We didn't start the real world. <laughs> we didn't start the real world. Um, just because they used our naming convention, so I feel like we should use theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. COVID brain's keeping me from thinking of others, and I like we didn't start the real world. Yeah. Uh, I, let me tweak yours a little bit just because I had an inspiration. Boy means when to put down the camera. Ooh. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. That's cool. I mean, it's just built off yours. You gave me the, the mm-hmm. inspiration. Sure. I'll allow it. Uh, but yeah. We're generally just so agreeable when it comes to titles. <laughs> it's true. Like last week, we just were like, I forget what Drew said exactly. It was pretty crazy. We're like, no, no, no. That's the one. I thought it was funny. What was it? Like Dreamwalker. Boy meets the Dreamwalker. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Should we name it something else? Like, should we name it Sean meets, or Boy meets Sean's brother? That's kind of boring. Yeah. Well, it's fine. We don't need to go back and relitigate it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying we're very agreeable <laughs> when it comes to titles and with guests. We're just like, oh no. <laughs> Your name is the superior one. If we could go back and take out one bit that we do, I might make it titles. Just because, like, now that we've done so many, I just don't care anymore. Uh (laughs) It's the weakest part of our show. but I love it. The people demand it. (laughs) I love it that we do it. I love that it is. I just, like, we've gotten to the point where I do not care to read episode like i'm i'm really throwing in the towel Uh but we'll keep doing it and you know i think it's a good reflection of the episode what does Corey meet in the episode we call this one boy meets the return of the dreamwalker (laughs) jack strikes back Mm -hmm. return of the jack yeah i return of the jack return of the jack that could be that could That could be the title. That's the Girl Meets World episode where he comes back. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, yeah. And I, I, the title still serves a purpose. I just had to remind myself what it was real quick. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, I don't think we have any... I haven't gotten anything. Um, we're going to be undebatable. Um, I don't know when that episode comes out, but it should be before this one if I understand the recording schedule. So we look us up on Debatable Pod. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We've got some big topics... Yeah, um, 
then comic, book, comic book, comic book related, maybe and a should, little bit of manga. Maybe we should have done a Boy Meets World topic. No, <laughs> screw that. <laughs> um, yeah, little some comics and manga relations. Um, it's gonna be fun. So check out Debatable Podcast. Um, what is next week's episode? I'm just curious. Um, we're in a race. Oh, he's gonna win the race. Oh, ah, ah. It's not you, it's me. This is when they break up. Corey yeah. and Sean. This is when Corey and Is Sean this where break. he gets a new friend? Yeah. Leonard? Or Lionel? Lionel. Lionel. You're not supposed to know that. Um, Lionel. I don't think we'll have a guest for it. This one, the next one, and the one after that aren't really... I mean, I guess if we know a big Love Boat fan, maybe we can get someone on the Love Boat episode. <laughs> My dad. Is he a big we Love Boat? We don't need to go over that again. Again? We've talked about Love Boat? No, with day? my dad coming on the show again. Once was enough. We met my whole family that one time. It's true. But then we got Witchers of Penbrook, which we've already got a uh, guest for. We've got No Guts, No Corey. We've already got a guest for. I love you, Donna Karen, and Chasing Angela we have guests for. So, yeah, we've got some big episodes and um, some fun guests coming on. Yeah, exciting. So, yeah, the next few weeks will be chill, and then we'll, we'll really be picking up the pace. Buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. It's season five. It's probably the most famous season of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's been fun so far. It's been, yes. We've covered two episodes that are equivalent of one episode. Uh-huh. But now, it's time for our limit break. I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy a little oh bit. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. I did finish Final Fantasy Nine. I want everyone out there. I did not create the tangent this time. No. I've been, I've been, I've been waiting for this moment. But I finished Final Fantasy IX, and you guys, spoiler-free review. It's good. You should play it. It's fantastic. There's not really an excuse to not do it because you can get it on mobile. I don't really recommend playing it that way, but it is widely available. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit dated in some of the mechanics, but it's just—it's really fun. It's a really good story. It's very sweet. It has it hits like all my buttons that I really enjoy in a story. You know, my friends are my power. I've been singing the praises of nine to you for forever. I know. I'm just I'm just telling people you need yeah. to you need to play it. The the PS one um, era Final Fantasy games kind of can be summed up thematically in one word, um, and like how the story like plays back and forth with it. I forget sevens. I don't remember, but like eight is fate, and then. Uh, I feel like choice is kind of the companion in this one. Yeah, I think so. It's all about choices. Uh-huh. Um, Steiner's choice to what, who to be loyal to. Zidane's choice to do what he was born, born to, to do. do. Uh, Vivi's choice to defy what he was born to do. Dagger's choice. Mm-hmm. Like her literal choice, like, what am I going to do? Yeah, so uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic game. 40 mm-hmm. hours. Um, faster if you use the <clears throat> fast forward button that Cameron used, mm-hmm. um, which is really helpful because the combat is extremely slow. I mean, old school Final Fantasy fan here have beaten most of them before college. I don't think that's true. I still love the combat, but I I just mean like the animations, the time from I tell a unit to attack to something happens is very long. Like, it feels very long. I mean, I can imagine... I, I, I can agree that that is true. But, I mean, the first ever Final Fantasy game I really played and loved was 6. And 6 has super long animations. And then I played 4. 
which doesn't have as long animations, but then I played seven right after that. And the animations in seven are ridiculously mm-hmm. long. I'm not even talking animations. I guess I did say that. But I'm just meaning, like, I say to attack, from the time I give the input to attack, to a character actually doing something, not even, like, charging up or doing some move, like, from them, me saying attack, to them starting to do that, can take a long time. And there's not a reason for it. Again, just as, like, this old school RPG-ness in me, I'm like, that's fine with me. I don't... Mm -hmm. But see, I played all of the... 2D ones on Game Boy when they re-released them. And I don't feel like they felt that sluggish in terms of their response. Mm, 4 can be pretty sluggish. I mean, it's all because of the active time uh, the active time battle system, the mm-hmm. ATB. Which I just don't like. You, yeah, you've never been a fan. I've always liked it. Makes you really snap on those decisions. Mm-hmm. Which I understand, but it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't oh, feel good to me. That's why I like 10 a lot. Because it removes that. It's more strategic. Ten is one of my favorites, but I've always liked the active time battle system. I, uh, I, but again, those RPGs are the ones I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And like not being able to... In six especially, you just have this really long spell list. Like, super long. And the active time battle system makes it so you can't like... You gotta know. You gotta plan ahead. You gotta know what you're gonna go to, and you gotta go to it. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I like that. Yep. And here's a slight spoiler. If you don't intend to play it, whatever. If you haven't played it before and you want to, hit that skip ahead button. My boy. My sweet, lovable, perfect boy. Vivi. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. It's true. Vivi is maybe the one of the best characters, not only of Final Fantasy, but maybe of all video games. Mm-hmm. Vivi is up there. He does make an appearance in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. But... Not nearly at the same level. Yeah, and he's like on on like the rivals team. Uh-huh. Makes no sense. What he's doing hanging out with uh, Cipher makes Cypher. no sense to me because Cipher always sucks. So he's in he's in Kingdom Hearts two briefly, but yeah, VV is fantastic. Big big VV fan. Of uh-huh. Anyway, want to say thank you to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. You can find. The video that the song comes from in the episode's description, and from there, find all his other wonderful work. Um, you can be sure to send us any comments, feedback, snide remarks, thoughts on the um, Snyder Cut, anything like that. You can send that to our email, which is bgworldfever at gmail.com, or on Twitter at bgworldfever, or on Instagram at bgworldfever also. Mm-hmm. I do want to address the guy who left the Snyder Cut review. I love that review. I love you. I am so thankful for you. We, we bring it up just because I think it's so funny that, like, your review of our podcast that we openly admit includes a lot of tangents is not about Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. I just think it's hilarious. I, you're great. I hope we don't feel like we pick on you. We're, we're big fans. Yeah. Um. Also, I just found out you can do reviews on Spotify now. Ooh. So if you listen primarily on Spotify and you felt left out, leave us a review. We don't have any yet. I'm going to look. So, or at least when I looked the other day, we didn't have any. I'm so looking right now. do that. Review us. Review, review us. us. Review us. Helps with visibility, helping people to see the show. Um, no rating. Oh, you can rate it, though. I shouldn't. No. We can't put our thumb on the scale. I want to rate us five stars, but I'm not going to. 
Someone else will do it. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I'm done. Okay, well that's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long world. So long world. When this boy meets world.